0: Love, talk Radio. We know that quality care for your most precious gift is your highest priority. Worry no more. The Children's School offers early childhood education at counts. We provide a variety of learning activities to enable all of our children to grow and learn at their own pace. We ensure that quality attention is offered to every child. The children's school provides a stable, fun, and safe learning environment for your child. Located in the Germantown section of Philadelphia, we accept children six weeks through 5 years of age. We are open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Call us today for a visit at 215-991-1767 or email us at childrens.
1: Because the messenger of Allah Sallallahu says Anyone who invites towards an action He he shares benefit in the action Whether it's good or bad Anyone who invites towards an action A good deed or a bad deed He shares the app of that deed So if you, if I knock on your door While you watch watching TV And I say brother Fulani Let's go steal this car And you come with me You receive an evil action because you followed me. I received two because I invited you. So if you willfully take your clothes off before the people on MySpace and openly commit the haram before all imans, all the scholars, all the common people, then know that anyone that look at your page is committing a sin because they didn't lower their gaze. But you're committing two sins for every single person that look at your page. So if your page had 100 views today... And a hundred people looked at your page and fornicated with the eyes on your pictures. That is 200 sins for you for that one day. So multiply that from that one day, you pose that picture to the day of your mickeyoma. Even if you cover and we are in from head to toe. And you got pictures on your MySpace, this is my cool days. Even that's going to be held accountable on the day of judgment for people who look at that. They didn't lower their gaze. We have to understand that if you're a person who can't uphold the Sharia, if you're a person that's too weak to fulfill the, con- the condition of being a Muslim, then maybe Facebook ain't for you. Maybe MySpace ain't for you. Maybe the Internet entirely is not for you. Maybe you should pick something else. Read a book. Read the Quran. Because obviously you can't conduct yourself in an orderly fashion and you are disgracing Islam. And that's going to take you to the hellfire quicker than any of your actions. We are witnesses of mankind, and the prophets and the messengers are witnesses over us. But if your actions is no better than the kufars, where would that lead you on a day of judgment? When Aisha was asked the question by Yazid Ibn Yunus and the Hadith of Al-Azab al-Mukhrab by Imam Bukhari, they said, we went to Aisha and we said, oh, um al-Mukhmanina, O mother of the believers, what was the character of the messenger of Allah? Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. She replied that his character was the Quran. So can you read the surah uh, entitled The Believers? She said, recite. And they recited And it says, It is the believers who are successful. Those who humble in their prayers. Those who turn away from worthless talk. Those who are active in deeds of charity. And those who guard their private parts. And then Aisha went on to say, Ready, low, and her, that was the character of the Messenger of Allah. That is it. Those five ayahs was, was the character of the Messenger of Allah. He didn't backbite, he avoided vain talk. I Meaning, if you see a congregation of people talking worthless talk, then you avoid that. Because when you post haram things on Facebook, and you have friends that see your status. You don't even gotta wait till the day of judgment before Allah bring to you everything that you spoke. Just like all your statuses before today. Look at all your statuses because they all saved on the Facebook computer. Anyone that comes to your Facebook and look at all your statuses, even if you repent to Allah's the island. And you made amends for your sins, all your statuses is up there. They're all written down. All of those things are written down. So MashaAllah, today's show is called Facebook and MySpace Fitness. But it's not only Facebook and MySpace, it's the internet entirely. Because we have Muslims that are conducting themselves in an uncontrollable fashion on Facebook and MySpace. Unbelievable. All the backbiting is going on. All the
2: slandering. All the, the, the open sins. All of the open sins. All of the people that want to expose other Muslims' faults.
1: Know for surety that Allah says, if a Muslim committed sin, and he repented to Allah, because he regretted what he did, and he repented to Allah, but only you knew about that sin. You knew about that sin that Muslim committed. You may have seen him or see her coming out of the strip bar 2 o'clock in the morning Nobody seen it but you seen it You might have seen her Come up from a fornication hotel With a brother You might have seen it. Nobody else seen it but you And that person felt bad And you. Love
2: Talk Radio 41 questions for the Mu'minun. Have you ever cried As of sins you have committed Insha'Allah Does Shaitan ever make you feel like The past can't wow. be repentant do you really love Allah or just words that you really utter? Love really love Do you feel like your innocence has been drained by the gutter? Yes. No. Can you love sooner and still love to backbite? No. How many days you woke up Muslim and Kafir by night? Allah. If you was on trial for being mukman, would they have enough evidence to convict Insha you? Allah. If you die right now, how long would it take for the umma to forget I Allah. you? Allahu Allah. Can you answer the questions in the grave, or do you have to study for that test? Sha I hope <inaudible> so. And what will be the words you utter at the moment of your last breath? What are you prepared to sacrifice for the sunnah? Did you ever take part in spreading the vicious rumor? If so, how far did it go? How many people really know? On a day of judgment, how many Mukmans you going to owe? <sighs> a lot, a lot, Why are you the last to Juma and the first to leave? Is that an indication of how much you really believe? Why do you say things out of your mouth that's not in your heart? Don't you know Mukmans live in the light and Kufars live in the dark? How can a month go by and you miss every salat? What is your desire? Ah, look, boldness, you show for the fire. Muslims and Muslimas, fill the law from a hopeful dreamer. It's either heaven or hell. My beat or the dajel. Allah or shaitan. Fly girl novels or ayahs of the Holy Quran standing on the street corners at the end of the block or at the masjid make us a lot you can even listen or turn your head cuz this earth is a paradise for the grateful dead <laughs> وكوائب أترابا وكأسا بحاقا لا يسمعون فيها لغوا ولا كذابا جزاء من ربك عطاء حسابا Rabbis samawati wal ardi wa ma baynahuma ar-rahman la yamlikuna minhu qitaba Assalamualaikum Waalaikum Salaam Brother, you heard the Dean of Dunya show? Dean of Verdunia? That sounds familiar. Wait, hold on, let me think. Dean ya over Dean overdosing, yeah. Dean overdosing your show. Y'all heard about that joint? My man host that joint. Safe or hot? My show, My show, So you like the joint? I love it. What's your name? Noah. And what they listening to? Deen
0: Over
2: Dunya. as alaikum. alaykum. Mike, what's name? Deen Over Dunya. Deen
1: Over Dunya. Ding Over Dunya. Deen Over Dunya. Over Dunya. Over Dunya. I am Tissa Aisha, and this is the Deen Over Dunya Show. As-salamu alaykum. ar I'm your host, Sifu Haq. And you're listening to the Deen Over Dunya Show, the number one Islamic radio show in America, alhamdulillah. Before we begin like always, we want to give salams to all the believers in the world, so that we And we want to send salawat upon the Nabi the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and we want to praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And alhamdulillah. that's wa inahu wa na'udhu billahi min shurubi anfusina wa min sharri al-malina, bi yadihi lahu fala mudiruna wa ma yaqla ha hadiyala my Before I begin, I'd like to say all praise belongs to Allah. We seek His aid, we seek His guidance, we seek His help. We seek refuge in Allah from Time and His millions. And we seek refuge in Allah from the footprints of Shaitan that will lead us to hell from law And we ask Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, to forgive us for our sins, our faults, and our errors. Whoever Allah guides, none can lead astray, and whoever Allah leads astray, none can guide. And I bear witness, without any hesitation, any compulsion, that is no god but Allah. ash an la ilaha illa Allah, and I bear witness that the Prophet Muhammad, ibn Abdullah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, who was born over 1400 years ago, is the law, is the lawless Prophet and Messenger. ash an la ilaha illa Allah, Ashhadu an la Muhammadan Rasulullah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. In my bet, tonight's show is very important, brothers and sisters. Tonight's show is called Do Not Die as a Kufar or You Will Enter the Hellfire. It is not a statement for just the non-Muslims. It's a statement for the Muslims as well. Do not die a disbeliever or you will enter the hellfire. This is a fact. So this is what we want to talk about tonight, inshallah. And we ask all of the audiences on the line, if you can, text all your coworkers, your friends, your families. Ask them to tune in to the Dean of Adunia Show, inshallah. Uh Very important topic. Um, the deal of movie will be released next Thursday at the Pearl Theater on Broadway, CCB Moore, Philadelphia, PA, at 7 p.m. Um, it's about a two-hour movie, inshallah. We probably start the movie around like 7.20, inshallah, so people can be in their seats, inshallah. But um, inshallah, please support that. If you want any tickets, we don't have that many left. We've about 45 tickets left out of 250. So the tickets are selling rapidly. So if you want any tickets, you can dial 267-357-3682. 267-357-3682. Law. Tonight, I wanted to talk about do not die as a kufar or you will enter hellfire because in the, in America and Islam a lot of us are losing our iman slowly but surely we're losing our faith and that's very serious you may think that this is a small a small matter but it's not as a great matter for someone to lose their iman i want you to listen to the hadith of the messenger of allah sallallahu so he says that when a muslim Put alcohol to their mouth And he starts to drink it He says that When you put alcohol in your mouth Your iman Your belief in Allah your imans, That very essence That thing that makes you a Muslim That's your faith Your faith leaves your body Like you took off your t-shirt This is how the messenger of Allah So that some described it That when you drink alcohol When that alcohol goes down to your throat then your Iman leaves your body like you took your shirt off. And I want you to sit there and I want you to think about that, that the messenger of Allah, so is telling us that if we drink alcohol, beer, wine, anything that's an intoxicant, then our Iman leaves our bodies while we're drunk. It leaves our body while we're drunk. And when your Iman is out of your body, you're no longer a believer. Why you're drunk? If you die in that state, how do you wake up? The Messenger of Allah, so said that you die, the, you, you are raised up the way you die. He says that if anybody die addicted to any substance, like alcohol, then you die the death of a mushrik. Because you're addicted to this alcohol. That alcohol has more control over your life than to Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi does. Allah says in the Quran, because we really need to take heed to these things. He says that have you seen the one? Have you seen the one who took his desires as his Elah? Right, when you give when you say the Shahadi you say, La Elaha. There's no God. Elaha is deity, there's no God. He says, Have you seen the one who took his desires as his Elah, his God? Her, her desires is her God. His desires is his God. What does that mean? right, when Allah says that, that means ultimately, right, when it comes down to it, you are in complete obedience to your desires, whether it's popping the Percocet every day, whether it's uh, drinking alcohol, whether it's I'm going to move in with this girl, I'm going to move in with that guy, your desires has become your Allah, your Eli, your God, because you are in complete obedience to your desires. Complete obedience to it. And you're not going to follow what Quran say or sunnah. That's not on your radar. That's not on your agenda. You're going to do what your desires want you to do. And there's nothing you can do that can fight that. So the message of law is saying that if you drink alcohol, then your iman leaves your body. He says if you fornicate the whole time while you're fornicating and having intercourse with your partner, your Iman leaves your body and hover over your head. So you have to ask yourself, if I die fornicating, what do that What, what do that mean? You die and there's no Iman in your heart. That's how you die. That's very serious. See, we don't look at these things as if, you know, we're still Muslim. That's very, very, very serious. And we have to take, take heed to these things because we can be committing inconspicuous shirt by associating partners with a law and you can associate partners with Allah law by being in complete obedience to something because the law says do not be do not obey the creation and be disobedient to the creator of creation so if your mother or your father or someone tells you to do something that contradicts Islam don't listen to them in every other incidence, Allah tells tell you to obey Allah and obey your parents. But he says that if they tell you that something that goes against Islam, don't listen to them. You don't have to listen to them because Allah is your creator. You obey him. You don't obey them in that in that manner. You obey Allah unconditionally. Not your parents. If your parents tell you something that goes against Islam, you don't obey them. But he says that we in complete obedience to our desires to the point that they are our God. There are Muslims that live in America that wake up every day of their lives. I'm not talking about once a month, twice a week. Every day of their lives, they are popping Percocet. The cheapest Percocet that you're going to find is called a Perc 10. That's $10. It's amazing because they they, they cost what they name is, Perc 20s. Perc 15s cost $15. A Percocet 30 costs $30 for that one pill. It costs $30. They have a, a, a generic Percocet called 502s. They cost $5. They like, they like the generic kind. But every day of their lives, they pop these pills. Every day. Without no exception. You have some Muslims who smoke weed every day of their lives. Every day, they got to have weed. You have certain Muslims who drink alcohol every day of their lives. They have to drink. You have certain Muslims who move in with their girlfriend. So therefore, they're committing zina every night. When, when they sleep in the same bed, that's just, that's fornication. Every night. So they t- they say it unconsciously. Subconsciously, they're saying they don't care about Quran. They don't care about the Hadith. They're obeying whatever their desires want them to do. So Allah says in the Quran, have you seen the one who took their desires as their Eli? And we can't die in this, in this in this in this in this in this state. Allah says in the Quran, do not die outside of the state of Islam. Don't let this life take you except in the state of Islam. You never know when you're gonna die. You never know. We have to put our iman and our trust in Allah subhanahu to ta'ala unless we're going to be losers. We have to put our trust back in Allah unless we're going to be losers. We don't have the luxury to think that we can just walk through the earth and continuously do whatever we want to do and say whatever we want to say without no consequences. As a Muslim, when you took the oath of lying you have the law, you are subjected to certain rules and penalties. Like, you see Muslims that read the Quran that say that, that, that the ayat the Allah says no, there's no compulsion in religion. That is, that ayat is talking about you can't force a Christian to become Muslim. There's no compulsion in religion. This is what Allah means. You can't force a Jewish person to become a Muslim. So if a person don't want to become Muslim, mashallah, they don't have to. But you can compel Muslims to pay z- 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 zakat. You can pay Muslims to to pay zakat. You can compel Muslims to make salat. We don't do it in America because we don't have the power. But Umar Ibn al al-Khattab used to walk the streets of Medina every night to make sure Muslims was making salat, making sure Muslims was doing what they need to do as Muslims. Kauzid Iyar, he will kill a person if they abandon their prayer. And he gives you three days to start returning to prayer, and if you don't want to pray, then they will kill you. They were serious. It is a compulsion of religion. When 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 the messenger of Allah died, Abu Bakr became the Khalifa. And there were Muslims who said, we're not going to pay Zakat anymore to Abu Bakr. And he got his sword, got on his horse, and said, I will fight them. What do you mean? What do you think he mean when he says, fight them? Well, he got his sword and said, You think that they like us? They're going to fist fight? No, he's going to kill them. If they try to, He said, I'm going to fight them. If they try to withhold one rope that they used to give to the Messenger of law because Zakat is the right of the Muslim. That's part of the five pillars. You have to give Zakat. That's part of the five pillars. You have to give Zakat. Simple as that. There's no, like, Option, you have to pay the zakat, and the Khalifa have the right to take jizya. Just like if a person don't pay their taxes in America, the IRS have a right to come and garnish your wages. They have a right to throw you in jail. Where do you think they got that, that ruling from? They got that from Islam. They got that from Islam. If this was an Islamic country, the government would come to your house and make sure that you pay zakat if you was qualified to pay the zakat. But if you was the, the person who was owed Zakat, then they would make sure you got the Zakat. But we don't feel the compulsion and the the, the compellingism of Islam because we're in a Kufar society when we can do whatever we want to do. But even as citizens, we are compelled to do certain things. We are compelled to pay taxes. If we don't, we're going to go to jail. We're compelled to do that. We're compelled to pay car insurance. You don't pay car insurance, you don't have no car. They're gonna take your car and if you drive without a license and hit somebody you're gonna go to jail. We are compelled to do certain things in America. It's simple as that. But as Muslims we don't we not we don't do things we not we're not compelled to do Islamic things because we're not in the Islamic country. So therefore we don't know what it feels like to be compelled to pay zakat. We don't know what that feels like. We just don't know. Our Islamic life It's not complete because we're not under an Islamic government in order to understand what it is that we need to be doing as Muslims. We don't know what that, what that feels like. So therefore we do everything under the sun because we don't see the repercussions of it. Like we can backbite, we can slander. See, we open our mouths without any fear about the consequences. But if you was in a Muslim country, women and men got publicly whipped for slander. If you said something about another Muslim, Without Dalil and our proof and evidence, you can get whipped with 80 lashes publicly. So, if we was in an Islamic country, you wouldn't say certain things about another Muslim if you didn't have proof. You wouldn't even say nothing about it because you don't even want a chance of being wrong. You don't even care. Leave it alone. But now we're here in America. We live in a Kufar society where it is actually a good thing to spread gossip and slander without no proof of evidence. Actually. Tabloids make about $4 billion a year selling tabloid papers. This is before the internet boom, where you can just get all types of gossip on Facebook and Instagram. In the 90s and the early 2000s, before all of these things was around, it was a high, it was major major business to have tabloid papers. You think they got it just because it was uh, something to do? They got it because they made money. It made money. It made money to for people to say things about other people that wasn't true. And people read it because it so interesting. Whether it was true or false, they like to read about gossip. And that's how it is now. And always people love to read gossip. All you got to do is post something about a celebrity or a Muslim in the community. Whether it's true or false, if it's interesting and it's juicy, a Muslim will read it. And they will repost it. And it will be the topic of conversation because people don't have taqwa. talk with. They don't fear, but what we don't understand is that in the grave, we're going to get that punishment for backbiting and slander. We're going to receive that. On this earth, we're not going to receive it because we're not under Islamic Sharia. Topic in hand that we have to be Muslim wholeheartedly. And what I mean by that is that you took the oath of La Ilan Allah. As certain at a certain point in your life, you're going to have to start living up to those rules and regulations of being a Muslim. Allah says don't think that you're going to be left alone on saying you believe because the people before you were tested. So Allah has to make clear to us. He has to make a distinction between the believers and the munafics. It has to be clear. Because everybody say that I'm a Muslim, I believe. But Allah is going to make you choose whether you want to be a munafic or a believer. He's going to make you choose by the test that he gives you. You're going to know wholeheartedly whether you are a true Muslim or not. Before it's all said and done, you're going to know. Because the law says don't think that you're going to be left alone or saying I believe and not be tested. What that mean? That means he's going to sing you tests. He's going to sing you tests. And how are you going to react to those tests? How are you going to react when, you know, Uh, Somebody cut you off in traffic See the Muslim We can't, I'm telling you I I, I ride with a lot of Muslims Wallahi Mm -hmm. Alba I do And I can venture to tell you 80% of the Muslims that I ride with Have road rage Road rage And it's unbelievable Like they're cussing people out That can't even hear them They're angry like, What is going on here you can't even pass the simple test of road rage, how can you pass the test of life? Because you're driving in the car, and you can't even conduct yourself as a, in an orderly fashion on the road without getting upset. You can't even wait in a, in, a, in a fast food restaurant for five minutes without snapping out. Those aren't even tests. That's just a part of life. You can't even pass that, though. So how do you think you're you're faring on the on the real test of the seeing you? How do you think he's on the nose test? Because the reality to is we're gonna be tested. Your Islam is going to be tested. You saying that you're a Muslim and you believe in Allah, that's gonna be tested. Allah's gonna test you. Simple as that. Allah is definitely gonna test you. And He knows what your weaknesses is. He knows. But you have to be it has to be made clear, do you believe in this religion or not? Do you believe in the law or not? Because a lot of people say that they're Muslim. They say they love one another for the pleasure of Allah, but the reality is they don't. Some Muslims love purchase and alcohol more than they love their brother and sister. Because they're Muslims that will spend $200 every Friday night on alcohol, but won't give a dime to the masjid. They spend two hundred and fifty dollars every week smoking weed but won't give a dime to the masjid. Certain Muslims that spend twenty dollars a day on Percocet but won't give a dime to the masjid. That's not a person who believes in this religion. Islam don't have champions. We don't have we need champions in this religion that's gonna put their back to the wall and and, and and sacrifice for their brother and sister. Fight for the Muslims. This is what we need champions. People that's going to say, "All right, I know that when I do this, it's not going to
2: be,
1: uh, it's not going to be financially good on the back on the, on the long run." But this is for the dean of Islam. I was just on a radio, another radio show, and I was saying that when Siraj Wahaj was a, a, a part of the nation of Islam, and he was a young guy, he said that he had a job, right? And he said that he was so dedicated to the nation of Islam that he quit his full-time job, right? He had a full-time job. He quit his full-time job in order to sell Muhammad Speaks newspapers for 25 cents a paper. Why? Because he was dedicated to the cause. We need Muslims that are dedicated to the cause of Islam. And I guarantee you that if you dedicate your life to the cause of Islam, Allah will reward you. in this life and the hereafter. And this life the hereafter. So we have to be careful about being addicted to certain uh, substance, substance, weed, Percocets, Oxycontin, you know, is the uh, the ecstasy, you know, Vicodin, you know, we're addicted to alcohol. We have to be careful with that. Some of us are addicted to television. Some of us are addicted to our phones. When we go to sleep, the last thing that we check is our phone. When we wake up, the first thing that we check is our phone. Before we say, alhamdulillah, thank Allah to for allowing me to wake up, we check our phones. That's what we are. That's what we become accustomed to. We made the phone a part of our identity. A Muslim can't be to my life without a phone today. They can't. They can't understand what it feels like to go whole week without a phone, and if they do, they go through withdrawal symptoms. Let a person lose their iPhone six. I guarantee you, they're going to be tracking their new iPhone through UPS, tracking it until it comes to the door, sitting by the window, because they are addicted to it. It's a part of who we are. But if you think about when you was in the '90s and didn't have a phone, you your life was perfectly fine. You just you managed to get uh, emergencies when emergencies happened, didn't you? Because the person said, "Well, I need a phone because what if an emergency come up? Emergencies happened in the '90s. We 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 lived our life pretty much good without it. We seem to get the message. Because if this is a real emergency, trust me, you're going to get the message. You're definitely going to get the message.
2: A- this is how
1: we think all about. of real serious. We need to think about what we are att- uh, uh, attaching ourselves to nowadays. How much television do you actually watch? How much Qur'an do you read every week? In one week, how much Qur'an do you read? Think about that. I'm talking about, go get the book of the Qur'an, open it up, and how much Qur'an do you read? There's certain scholars in Islam that say that not a month should go by that you didn't read the entire Qur'an. Not a month. And it feels as though if you didn't read the Qur'an, the whole Qur'an in that one month, then you're bonafed. That's the standards that they set themselves to. I know a scholar right now. Every day of his life, he goes to the 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 the, uh, the masjid of the Messenger of Allah so that salah, right? Every day, every single day of his life, he goes to the the masjid of the Messenger of Allah in Medina, and he faces towards the grave of the Messenger of Allah, and he recites Quran, the entire Quran from beginning to the end every day. Every day of his life, he do this, recite the entire Quran unbelievable aspirations that we can't even fathom. Most Muslims are like, man, that's not true. It's not true because we're not in love with Quran. <laughs> it's not true because we don't know what their life is about. That's why it's not true. We don't know what that life is about. We have no idea what their life is about. Because we read the Quran barely every Ramadan. That's when we read the Quran. Think about that. Reading the Quran every day, at the masjid of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and in the direction of his grave, just to read Quran and recite the Quran, we don't even have that that desire to do that. That's rose us is serious if you think about that. We don't even have the desire to read the Quran, in a entire Quran. The majority of us can't even recite the Quran, in one setting, because we're not hostage of Quran. The majority of us don't even want to open the Quran and read it from front to back because we don't desire to do that. We don't have that type of love of Islam. Us serious. But, mashallah. But we can sit through a whole football game, a whole basketball game. We can listen to a whole rap album. We can listen to a whole rap uh, discography. You know, everything that this, uh, this person made, we can listen to that whole setting. You know, we can watch whole on Netflix in one day. We can do that. But when it comes to Allah, we barely make, put forth the effort to read what Allah is saying to us. Barely put forth the effort of what Allah is actually saying to us. These are the words of the of, of the Lord of the universe. You're not interested in what Allah has to say? The 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 words of the Lord of the universe, God, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala <laughs> Now, we're going to close out The show tonight with show off. If you need any tickets For the Dina we doing a movie You can call 267 357 36 two three five eighty two um the tickets are twenty dollars inshallah. Um we can meet somewhere in the city of the city of Philadelphia, inshallah. Well for listening to the Dina Vadunia show. Allah bless all of you with the highest level of paradise, along my me. And may you forgive for your, your sins and your faults and your errors,
2: And may you make your grave
1: as far as the eye can see. <laughs>